This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Don't pick up that phone. Ignore your boss and stay listening to the Mutual Audio Network, where imagination meets relaxation. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The following audio drama is a production of 63 Audio and the Narada Radio Company, a proud member of the all-new Mutual Audio Network. Act 5, Scene 1, Dunsinane, an anteroom in the castle. A doctor of medicine and a gentlewoman of the queen are speaking in conference. I have two nights watched with you, but can perceive no truth in your report. When was it she last walked? Since his majesty went into the field, I have seen her rise from her bed, throw her nightgown upon her, unlock her closet, take forth paper, fold it, write upon it, read it, Afterwards, seal it, and again return to bed, yet all this while in a most fast sleep. A great perturbation in nature to receive at once the benefit of sleep, and do the effects of watching. And what at any time have you heard her say? That, sir, which I will not report after her. You may to me, and tis most meet you should. Neither to you nor anyone, having no witness to confirm my speech. Lady Macbeth, carrying a lighted candle, is seen at a distance, walking as if in a trance. Lo, you, here she comes. This is her very guise, and upon my life, fast asleep. Observe her. Stand close. How came she by that light? Why, it stood by her. She has light by her continually. Tis her command. You see, her eyes are open. Aye, but their sense is shut. What is it she does now? Look, how she rubs her hands. It is an accustomed action with her to seem thus washing her hands. I have known her continue in this a quarter of an hour. Yet here's a spot. Hark, she speaks. Out, damned spot, out, I say! One, two, why then? Tis time to do it. Hell is murking. Fie, my lord, fie, a soldier, and a feared. What need we fear? Who knows it when none can call out power to account? Yet who would have thought that the old man would have so much... Blood in him. Do you mark that? The pain of life had a wife. Where is she now? What will these hands never be clean? No more of that, my lord, no more. No more of that. You mar all with the starting. Go to, go to. 
You have known what you should not. She has spoke what she should not. I am sure of that. Heaven knows what she has known. Here's the smell of the blood still. All the perfumes of Arabia will not sweeten this little hand. Oh, oh, oh. What a sigh is there. The heart is sorely charged. I would not have such a heart in my bosom for the dignity of the whole body. Well, well, well. Pray God it be, sir. This disease is beyond my practice. Yet I have known those which have walked in their sleep, who have died holily in their beds. Watch your hands. Put on your nightgown. Look not so pale, I tell you again, Banquo is buried. He cannot come out on his grave. To bed! To bed. There's knocking at the gate. Come, 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 come. Give me your hand. What's done cannot be undone. To bed! To bed! To bed! Lady Macbeth exits. Will she go now to bed? Directly. Foul whisperings are abroad. Unnatural deeds do breed unnatural troubles. Infected minds to their deaf pillows will discharge their secrets. More needs she the divine than the physician. God, God forgive us all. Look after her. Remove from her the means of all annoyance, and still keep eyes upon her. So good night. I think, but dare not speak. Good night, good doctor. They exit. Scene 2, The Country Near Dunsinane We see a military council consisting of Menteith, Caithness, Angus, Lennox, and soldiers. Menteith addresses Caithness. The English power is near, led on by Malcolm, his uncle Seward, and the good Macduff. Revenges burn in them. What does the tyrant? Great Dunsinane, he strongly fortifies... Some say he's mad, others that lesser hate him do call it valiant fury. But for certain, he cannot buckle his distempered cause within the belt of rule. Now does he feel his secret murders sticking on his hands. Those he commands move only in command, nothing in love. Now does he feel his title hang loose about him, like a giant's robe upon a dwarfish thief. Who then shall blame his pestered senses to recoil and start, when all that is within him does condemn itself for being there? Seward and Malcolm join the council. What wood is this before us? The wood of Burnham. Let every soldier hew him down a bough and bear it before him. Thereby shall we shadow the numbers of our host and make discovery err in report of us. It shall be done! Scene 3, Dunsinane. 
a room in the castle. Macbeth, alone, paces to and fro. Bring me no reports. Let them fly all. Till Burnham Wood removed to Dunsany, and I cannot taint with fear. What's the boy Malcolm? Was he not born of woman? The spirits that know all mortal consequences have pronounced me thus. Fear not, Macbeth. No man that's born of woman shall e'er have power upon thee. Then fly, false thanes, and mingle with the English epicures. A servant enters. The devil damn thee black, thou cream-faced loon. Where gotst thou that goose look? There is ten thousand. Geese, villain? Soldier, sir. Go prick thy face and overread thy fear, thou lily-livered boy. What soldiers, patch? Death of thy soul. Those linen cheeks of thine are counsellors to fear. What soldiers, wayface? The English force, so please you. Take thy face hence. Satan! I am sick at heart when I behold Satan, I say. This push will cheer me ever or deceit me now. I have lived long enough. My way of life has fallen into the sear, the yellow leaf, and that which should accompany old age. As honor, love, obedience, troops of friends, I must not look to have, but in their stead, curses, not loud but deep, mouth honor, breath, which the poor heart would fain deny, and dare not. Satan! Satan enters in answer. What is your gracious pleasure? What news more? All is confirmed, my lord, which was reported. Hang out our banners on the outward walls. The cry is still, they come. Our castle's strength will laugh a siege to scorn. Here let them lie till famine and the Asia eat them up. Were they not forced with those that should be ours, we might have met them dareful, beard to beard, and beat them backward home. Give me my armor. Tis not needed yet. I'll put it on. Scur the country round. Hang those that talk of fear. Give me mine armor. The doctor enters. How does your patient, doctor? Not so sick, my lord, as she is troubled with thick-coming fancies that keep her from arrest. Cure her of that. Canst thou not minister to a mind diseased? Pluck from the memory a rooted sorrow, raise out the written troubles of the brain, and with some sweet, oblivious antidote, cleanse the stuffed bosom of that perilous stuff which weighs upon the heart? Therein the patient must minister to himself. Throw physic to the dogs. I'll none of it. Come, Seaton, put mine armor on. Give me my stop. Then send out. Doctor, the thanes fly from me. Come, sir, dispatch. If thou couldst, doctor, cast the water of my land, find a disease, and purge it to a sound and pristine health, I would applaud thee to the very echo that should applaud again. Pulled off, I say. What rhubarb, simmer, or what purgative drug would scour these English hens? Hearst thou of them? What is that noise? It is the cry of women, my good lord. Seaton exits with the doctor. I have almost forgot the taste of fears. The time has been. My senses would have cooled to hear a night shriek, and my fellow hair would, at a dismal treatise, rouse and stir as life were in. I have supped full with horrors. Dianus, familiar to my slaughterous thoughts, cannot once start me. Seaton returns. Wherefore was that cry? The queen, my lord. Is dead. (gasps) She should have died hereafter. There would have been time for such a word. Tomorrow. And tomorrow. And tomorrow. Creeps in this petty pace from day to day. To the last syllable of recorded time. 
and all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out! Out, brief candle! Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets is out upon the stage, and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. A messenger enters. Messenger, thou comes to use thy tongue, thy story quickly. Gracious, my lord, I should report that which I say I saw, but know not how to do it. Well, say, sir. As I did stand my watch upon the hill, I looked towards Burnham, and anon, methought, the wood began to move. <laughs> Liar and slave! Let me endure your wrath, if not be so. Within this three mile may you see it coming, I say, a moving grove. If thou speak'st false upon the next tree, shalt thou hang alive till famine cling thee. If thy speech be sooth, I care not if thou dost for me as much. I pull in resolution and begin to doubt the equivocation of the fiend that lies in truth. Fear not till Burnham Wood do come to Dunsinane. And now a wood comes toward Dunsinane. Arm, arm, and out! There's no flying hence, nor tarrying here. Begin to be aweary of the sun, and wish the estate of the world were now undone. Ring the alarm bell! Blow wind! Come rack! At least we'll die with harness on our back! All exit. field. Macbeth is crossing to meet his forces when he meets young Seward, who challenges him. What is thy name? Thou'lt be afraid to hear it. No, though thou callest thyself a hotter name than any is in hell. My name's Macbeth. The devil himself could not pronounce a title more hateful to mine ear. No, no more fearful. Thou liest, abhorred tyrant. With my sword I'll prove the lie thou speakest. Macbeth and young Seward fight. Young Seward is slain. Thou wast born of woman, but swords I smile at, weapons laugh to scorn, brandished by a man that's of a woman born. Macbeth exits. Macbeth. Why should I play the Roman fool and die on mine own sword? Whilst I see lives, the gashes do better upon them. Macbeth exits. Enter Macduff. That way the noise is. Pirate, show thy face. Thou beast slain, and with no stroke of mine, my wife and children's ghost will haunt me still. Enter Seward and Malcolm. This way, my lord. The castle's gently rendered. The tyrant's people on both sides do fight. The noble things do bravely in the war. 
the day almost itself professes yours, and little is to do. We have met with foes that strike beside us. I cannot strike at wretched kerns, whose arms are hired to bear their staves. Either thou, Macbeth, or else my sword, with an unbattered edge, I sheathe again undeeded. Where thou shouldst be, by this great platter, one of greatest note seems bruited. Let me find him, Fortune, and more I beg not. Malcolm and Seward exit. Enter Macbeth. He does not see Macduff. They have tied me to a stake. I cannot fly, but bear-like I must fight the course. What's he that was not born of woman? Such a one I am to fear, or none? Turn, hellhound, turn. Of all men else I have avoided thee, but get thee back. My soul is too much charged with blood of thine already. I have no words. My voice is in my sword! Thou losest labor. I bear a charmed life which must not yield to one of a woman born. Despair thy charm, and let the angel whom thou still hast served tell thee. Macduff was from his mother's womb untimely ripped. Accursed be that tongue that tells me so, for it had cowed my better part of man. And be these juggling fiends no more believe that palter with us in a double sense. That keep the word of promise to our ear, and break it to our hope. I'll not fight with thee! Then yield thee, coward, and live to be the show, and gaze o'er the time. We'll have thee, as our rarer monsters are, painted on a pole and under it. Here may you see the tyrant! I will not yield to kiss the ground before young Malcolm's feet, and to be baited with a rabble's curse. Though Burnham would become to Dunsinane as thou opposed, being of no woman born, yet I will try the last. Before my body I throw my warlike shield... Lay on, Macduff, and damn be him that first cries, Hold! Enough! They exit, fighting. Ah! led by Malcolm, Seward, Ross, and the other thanes. Malcolm speaks to Seward. I would the friends we miss were safe arrived. Some must go off. And yet, by these I see, so great a day as this is cheaply bought. Macduff is missing, and your noble son. Your son, my lord, has paid a soldier's debt. He only lived but till he was a man, but like a man, he died. Had I as many sons as I have heirs, I would not wish them to a fairer death. Macduff returns, carrying Macbeth's head. He addresses Malcolm. Hail king, for so thou art. Behold, where stands the usurper's cursed head. The time is free. I see thee compassed with thy kingdom's pearl that speak my salutation in their minds, whose voices I desire aloud with mine. Hail Malcolm, King of Scotland! Hail Malcolm, King of Scotland! What's more to do, which would be planted newly with the time, as calling home our exiled friends abroad that fled the snares of watchful tyranny, producing forth the cruel ministers of this dead 
butcher and his fiend-like queen. This, and what needful else that calls upon us by the grace of grace, we will perform in measure, time and place. So thanks to all at once, and to each one whom we invite to see us crowned at Skong. All exit. And so ends Macbeth by William Shakespeare, our very special presentation and our opening salvo for season two of Pulpery Theater. Our characters were portrayed by the following players in order of appearance. Lisa Ayala, Michelle Cotter, and Sherry Davis as the Weird Sisters. Pete Lutz as Macbeth. Jason D. Johnson as Banquo. Morris Curran as Ross. Larry Hutchison as Angus. Leanne King as Lady Macbeth, Ross Bernhardt as Duncan, Austin Hanna as Malcolm, Kara Lesnowitz as Fleance, Carl Yao as Macduff, Tabitha Hill as Lennox, Jordan Brewster Compo as Donalbane, Ray Garza and Derek Ryan as the Murders, Alex Moore as Lady Macduff, Kendra Womack as Young Macduff, Kevin Schuster as the Doctor, Tamara Merson Wren as the Gentlewoman, Micah Blaine as Seward, Teddy Giggy as Seaton, and Travis Bonas as Young Seward, with Susan Turbin as the Messenger, Jean Giggy as the Porter, Marilee Robinson as the Attendant, Lisa McGrew as the Servant, Nick Womack as Menteith, Kian Lutz as Caithness, and Christian Ferris, Cheyenne Lesnowitz, and Cheyenne Gibbs as the apparitions. Greg Lehman was the interlocutor, and your announcer was Nicole Sanchez. Macbeth was written by William Shakespeare in 1606 and first performed at Hampton Court Palace that same year. It was adapted for audio performance by Pete Lutz in 2014. After a 1940 radio adaptation by Orson Welles and the Mercury Theatre on the Air, Mr. Lutz also produced and directed tonight's program. We hope you enjoyed our show and will tune in again to our next episode of Pulpery Theatre. Preceding production was sourced from materials in the public domain except where indicated. The audio play script and the production itself are original works and are the property of their creators and thus protected by copyright. This production was pre-recorded and mixed at 63 Audio, Corpus Christi, Texas. Remember, Pulpuri Theater is your source for the best in audio drama. This has been a 63 Audio production. Sixty-three Audio. Hit clean.
cleans your house, it cleans your spouse, it cleans your brother-in-law, the louse. Sham Whoopee! You can clean your stove or your Land Rover, even spot and slobbering Rover. Sham Whoopee! Go clean antiques, neighborhood freaks, and it never stains your streaks. Sham Whoopee! It'll massage those backs, it'll sanitize those snacks, it'll clean a turtle better than wax. Sham Whoopee! It'll stop that itch, it'll make you rich, you can clean along with Mitch. Sham Whoopee! It'll clean a Star Wars blaster, it'll clean a Jedi master, it'll even clean a bad broadcaster. Sham Whoopee! Get it now for a huge amount, it's too good for any discount, it'll clean out your bank account. Sham Whoopee! Operators are standing by, every lady and every guy, each one is clean, here is why. Sham Whoopee! Sham Whoopee, not a clean product. The Mutual Audio Network, listening and imagining together.